3: you <laughs>
4: This is Sharp Money with Patrick
5: Maher and Amal Shaw on v the Sports Betting Network. Sharp Money, v the Sports Betting Network. As we say hi on a Friday, November 10th, preceding, of course, Veterans Day tomorrow, we give a shout to those that served and continue to serve. Thank you very much. As we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher. It is a great football Friday. The boys there at a raucous D, downtown Las Vegas, sitting, next to the... (laughs) You guys are laughing. Sitting next to the horse racing game, which we'll get to in a bit. That's a all. Shaw, Dustin, Sweetelson. As we open it up and say what's up, Barrett Salee's is going to join CBS Sports, talk a little college football week 11. You've got three games on the slate tonight, including Wyoming, UNLV, right down the street from the boys. Mike Samich on a Friday as we run the board here on Sharp Money coming up in just a little bit. NBA, nine games in the in-season tournament to get to some interesting games betting angles which we'll lay out also the nhl six games how about the sharks who picked up a dub yesterday (laughs) however they're on a back-to-back they're in vegas and vegas is laying 520 people this is unprecedented we'll get to that with them all coming up in just a little bit as well but as we kick off today's show boys I wanted to touch on what happened last night with the Bears. Just thrilling 16-3 to winner over the Carolina Panthers. The Bears improved to 3-7. and seven. Carolina falls to 1-8. and eight. That's very important as far as the draft, which we'll get to in just a little bit. But a conversation as we were going out yesterday here on Sharp Money had to do with the hook. And when you hear betters talking about the hook, obviously a half a point. We were discussing why the Bears were laying 3-1 and, and not just three. So again, that three and a half represented what you consider to be value when it comes to Carolina. Simply put, the most common margin of victory in the NFL is three. It happens about 14 to 16% of the time. And Amal, once we saw that hook jump up there, we said, well, you can't pass up on Carolina. Of course, they lose by three, so they do pick up the winner covering the three and a half. You know, simply put, again, teams are going to lose by three or seven more often than any other numbers when it comes to NFL betting, three being the most common number. And you and I were joking as we say hi to Omar Shaw. We were joking yesterday. You know, I don't think the Bears had laid three and a half since 2021. And there was just no reason for that extra hook to be laying there for Carolina. And while Carolina was horrific in the game and Bryce Young, who we can discuss here coming up, wasn't any good, that was just too much as far as the three and a half to pass up. And congratulations with the cash on the Carolina Panthers.
1: I needed to make up for the Edmonton Oilers. I forgot that McDavid and Drysaddle can't score anymore. But regardless, you're absolutely right. You said it before we left yesterday. You said there are certain numbers you just have to play. And I'm in agreement with you, Patrick. I think there are certain bets sometimes you just make. The result may not play out the way you want. And this one, we were fortunate enough to three and a half cashes. But you look at this Carolina team. I was looking at their drive chart. They had four possessions between the middle of the game where they just sit there and they struggled to even put yardage together. They had a total of four yards when you factor in the minus yardage. I mean, this team has struggled throughout. It's it's unbelievable. They're going nowhere fast. And look, Bryce Young's an issue, but defensively. They made Badgett and company look good. I mean, these guys were driving. They were moving the football. There was only the last drive, the second to last, excuse me, they had two drives in the total game where they were held under double digits in terms of yardage. This Bears team was generally a three and out machine. And this Carolina team, I think Frank Reich's going to be gone pretty quickly when you look at what Tepper's track record has been. Uh, This doesn't bode well for this program
5: going forward. I think the two biggest takeaways from the Bears-Carolina Panthers last night was Tyson Bajent's dad likes to arm wrestle, and Jason Kelsey is sexy. Now... When we're talking about three, we'll get into that with the broadcast, which was illuminating. And again, when you're talking about the three, okay, by far the most important change or key change as far as number is that toggle between three, three and a half, and then two, excuse me, three dipping down to two and a half. We always talk about shopping for the number. Again, if you wanted to lay it with the Bears last night, you weren't going to do so unless you got two and a half. And if you wanted to take it with the Panthers last night, you weren't going to do so like Amal said on the way out last night and Unless you got the three and a half. We say hi to the big guy. I just important to note, because again, you're going to fall on that three in the NFL. 14, to 16 ish percent of the time. You're going to fall on seven, nine to 10% of the time. And then it goes six, four. Y- you understand the deal here. As we say hi to the big guy, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, we crushed the game for the aesthetic pleasure we were going to derive from it. However, we could pick up some Ws. Amal had the three and a half with Carolina. I said Bryce Young would get over 32 and a half attempts. He had Cruised. 38, even in a putrid performance. And the big guy, Dante Foreman, he had three props. One, go over 62 and a half with the rush yards. 80 and the only offensive score of the game. Good job by you. 14 attempts. The big guy said go over just like those cheering on the horses <laughs> in the background that just went over the triple crown apparently there at the D. What a spot on a Friday. Uh, 21 attempts for Dante Foreman. Shout to Texas. And you can hear the crowd from Texas there at the D. And a touchdown touchdown. Plus 110 any time for Big guy. Congratulations. Oh, Welcome in on a Friday.
6: What a day. Some notes I would like to share with you guys about Hook. It is a good movie about Peter Pan. It's a great song by Blues Traveler and Sandy Koufax. Probably the best hook I've ever seen on video. However, a hook in a Thursday night football game between two bad teams like that is an elite play.
5: Um, Amal, if you've been gambling like you and I, we're in our 40s, so if you've been gambling pretty much for 35 years at this point, there are certain times when you don't even have to like last night, condensed week, two bad football teams. Again, you see that half. We're just trying to teach new betters how to look at a number. It doesn't really matter. These two teams, again, if the Bears go on to win by 30, you still feel comfortable taking the right number, and last night that was the case.
1: I thought you made a great point, and I think it's one that people should take away from a betting standpoint that they can apply in their future bets, which is certain times, certain numbers, you're just going to take a shot with. Doesn't mean the result's going to go the way you want. In this particular instance, it worked out perfectly. SVP last night on SportsCenter was complaining the Bears didn't go for two in the third quarter. I'm like, obviously you laid the three and a half here, buddy. Why would you go for two (laughs) in the third quarter? What are you drinking? I'm like, look, the bottom line is we were fortunate in the sense that the Carolina Panthers get a field goal in the fourth quarter. And they missed an opportunity in that first half, Patrick. I thought really to put some distance between themselves and the bear and almost just guaranteed the game was going to be a victory but again you brought up the point where it's three and a half with a team you don't want to lay points with and i think that's so important when you look at the national football league some of the numbers sometimes are skewed a little bit too much you have to take some chances with those situations uh, i'm going to go back to last weekend alabama against lsu I thought the number should have been seven, seven and a half. It was at four. I didn't understand it. We'll get into it with the game taking place today between Michigan or tomorrow, excuse me, between Michigan and Penn State. But I I thought the biggest takeaway, and I hope people listen to this when you said it, There are certain bets you just have to make, and if you lose by 20 or 30, you live with the result, then you move on to the next game. But that's a really important point. Sometimes they're just bets. You make them blindly. Three and a half Carolina against the Bears. And I'm telling you right now, honestly, I mean this. If they lost by 30, we'd have the same conversation. It's a play I make 100 times out of 100.
5: You have to feel comfortable with how you're approaching the number. Totally agree. And if you were looking to bet the Bears, you, you would do what the big guy did or maybe look at a first half or wait to halftime, look for a prop, but you're not going to lay that extra hook. Again, that's a considerable number, 14 to 16. Those games are going to land on three. So just important to start there. And I think also important, boys, what's happening right now with the Carolina Panthers, because with that win, the Bears are going to get that draft pick. Remember, they moved up to grab Bryce Young. The Panthers losing puts the Bears in a really good position. you would be curious to get your take on this, Amal. But, uh, big guy, I'm going to start with you. Where does that leave the Bears as far as the draft and the spring coming up? Uh, well, it was a classic win-win scenario for the Bears last night because as they sit
6: right now, they own Carolina's first pick, as you mentioned. They now have the number one overall pick. As of right now, Arizona's number two, the Giants are three, the Patriots are four, and then, oh, by the way, the Chicago Bears, who won last night, are number five. They have the first and the fifth pick
5: if the season were to end right now. By the way, the, so the, sorry, go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, go ahead, Amal. Please. No, no, no.
1: I, I was going to go into a little bit of long diatribe. so please continue.
5: No, no, no. I, well, I want to ask you, because yeah. obviously, you know, social media starts going crazy, and people start to wonder, because Bryce Young... Wasn't great in the game. You start to question if they're going to have that number one overall pick and you have what people consider to be, now whether it's Drake May or Caleb Williams, they consider to be potentially franchise quarterbacks. I think it would be quite short-sighted, specifically after you gave up. Now, again, you want to get off your mistakes, so yeah. you don't want to double down. But I again, not overly impressed with Bryce, but are we overly impressed with what's around him and that rudimentary offense they're running there? With not, I know Frank Reich isn't calling the plays, but it is his system.
1: No, you're absolutely right about it. Let's be real here. Uh, I heard Herm Edwards mentioned this as well last night. He goes, Adam Thielen's 33 years old. Who is the real threat on this team? Thielen was a good receiver, but he's past his prime. And when you look at it right now, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. By the way,
5: I think they won for $3 million over here. Well, <laughs> it's important to note that today and there you see it. The horse, great job uh, per, uh, directing as Liz moves out and we wish her the best, but good direction there as we're showing. What is the name of the game? guys? Sigma what Derby. Called? Sigma Derby. Yeah. And well, important to note that in 2023, apparently Seabiscuit is running <laughs> at Sigma Derby <laughs> exactly. today at the D. And that is the celebrate is Bing Crosby in the house because uh, later yes. this afternoon. It, look, if any more cheering goes on, we might get the fire department involved <laughs> again. Uh, we're gonna come back, and we're gonna hear from. Look at the big guy. We're gonna come back, good. and we're gonna hear from the participants. what do you guys think of Bajan? Just co- I just thought curious. he's solid.
1: I have to be honest with you. I my estimation, there's a quarterback controversy in Chicago.
5: Well, a <laughs> quarterback controversy because you can have, potentially could have the number one yeah, overall pick. You you've got inked from, you've got inked your boy Bajent over here with the sleeve, looks cool, seems confident, Uh, and then you've got Justin Fields who, I don't know about you two but it seemed like he was doing his best to say hey, I know the cameras are going to be on me so I have to look engaged here Oh, no question.
6: Oh, Tyson Bajent is going to be an NFL quarterback in some regard for a very long time but he just, he's fought himself about seven to eight years in the Chase Daniels school of backing up.
5: Yeah, his name could be Taylor Heinecke yeah. because he's going to have 10 years of backup checks that he's going to clock and it's going to be sweet when we return. What's next for the Bears and Panthers got plenty to do here on a Friday edition of Sharp Money.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi,
7: checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
7: Hey, where are you?
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: Hey, it's Friday. You know what you need to do? Hit up Total Wine with the lowest prices for over 30 years. You always find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. you got to be 21 years or older. Got you back, Sharp Money, v the Sports Betting Network. We just heard from Mike Somich. He's going to run the board with us the final hour here on Sharp Money, of course. Our v colleague, he just said, I'm getting a little jealous of the racing action. Yes, Sigma Derby is absolutely lit today. It's the horse racing game there at the D, where Amal Shaw and Dustin Swedelson are in close proximity. You see the picture there. People are lined up to get involved with the horses. And speaking of which... I'm guessing Samich, a.k.a. Scrooge McDuck, is still counting that 22 k he won one-on-one race. And the boys, not just Beeson.com with Samich in the plays from Breeders' Cup, but also our buddies Aaron and Jared over at Racing Dudes cleaned up at Santa Anita over the weekend. I owe them a tip of the cap. Good job with the horse racing. Okay, we got you back. Amal has some information on those teams drafting in the top 10 because if everything continues, Carolina... If they continue to lose, the Bears are in a great spot. Right now, they're sitting one overall with the draft and then five overall with the draft this forthcoming spring. Now, a couple of things. One, Ibraflus, who was donketed up in the presser on Wednesday, talking about whether Justin Fields would play or not. He's just not a natural orator, and that's not his fault. We saw it happen with Sirianni. Remember when he was hired? And my boy was struggling because he came with a plan. And as the three of us were talking, sometimes when you overload your mind, your mouth doesn't quite keep up. Eber Flus is a football coach. It, it, it's, he's not exactly Winston Churchill, okay? He's not hitting you with these great speeches. However, I want to cut him a little slack. We're going to play some a clip for you. He was coming out of the half, and Kaylee Hartung, who does an amazing job, is very direct, And I'd almost say, not necessarily robotic, but she's just very, you notice, she's great at her job. She's a sideline reporter there on Amazon, but she kind of just delivers the information. No fluff. Eberflus couldn't hear her. And so when he couldn't hear her, he decided I got to go rogue and I got to give him something because this is my last answer. And I'm all you're laughing because you know what he did. He goes, we got a few things up our sleeve. (laughs) I don't think he was planning on saying that. But I have to tell you, boys, in real time, I kind of became a fan of Eberflus because... He had nothing. He's got nothing up his sleeve. He's got the Chicago Bears and Tyson (laughs) Bajant. They scored one (laughs) offensive touchdown. They've got two wins on the year. But let's go ahead and listen to the Chicago Bear head coach.
4: And we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeve. So, all right. Did we see all right. what was yeah. up your sleeve? Did you use it? or? I don't know. What's up yours? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, no, it it you there. laugh every time. They said, why, why, why did that part make you laugh I, so can, hard? Can
6: we play it again? Can we just play it again? Because I, I had the look on it, he's so proud of himself for this joke. Honestly, I have a gap in my teeth, so I'm not criticizing. It's the first time I ever noticed he had a gap in his teeth because I've never seen him smile before. This is we're going to play the whole thing again. It's quick. It just makes me giggle every time him in the press conference.
4: And we're excited about this second half. We got some things up our sleeves. So, all right.
6: All right did we see what was up your sleeve? Did you use it or? I don't know. What's up yours?
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's what we do know. What we do know is what I thought in real time is when Kaylee asked him the question, he was completely lost and he pulled it out of his backside that he had some things up his sleeve. So when he went to the presser and they asked him the question, he was like relieved that they won the game because they very much didn't have anything up their sleeve because nothing happened in the second half, but they won the football game, right? Yes. I mean, is that basically what happened, boys? He, he should have said we had Bryce Young
1: up our sleeve. I mean, that was the benefit yeah. in this game of yeah. having yeah. Carolina on the other side there. But no, you're absolutely right. You know, we saw Joker do this the other day in the Denver Nuggets press, uh, press conference. Before they even asked a question, he's like, I know what you're going to ask me. Gives about a three-minute diatribe, and that was it.
5: It, what's fascinating is Eberflus fit R- Frank Reich in one sleeve and Dave Tepper <laughs> in the other sleeve because they're big boys. That's what he had up his sleeve. He's got the Carolina Panthers, nothing so, the Chicago Bears are doing. So, and he, how about the general manager Donk sitting up there? Get off your phone, kid. Like I know you guys know who I'm talking about. The Ryan kid that's pace. running the Bears. Yeah, the, the kid that traded away for Claypool and then mm-hmm. got nothing in return, and then he just traded and overpaid for Montez Sweat. Like what a gig he's got, right? And he's up there, like the camera on you. You know it is. People are texting you. The camera's on you. Just look forward and count to 10. Sorry. <laughs> it's like when the bartender here makes eye contact with me when I walk in the
6: room and I immediately look at my phone, even though there's nothing on my phone. I just don't want right. to make eye contact. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah, you're in, you're insecure. Yes. Very. Extremely. uh Speaking of Frank Reich, his job is not secure. I wouldn't say it's insecure because I don't think that really is how that word works, but I'm not totally sure how the word works completely since it's me. Keep going. Dustin. Uh, but anyway, Frank Reich, I want to play a couple clips for you, uh, for you of him him because i started to feel bad for him watching his press conference because this guy it's melting around him and i don't know if it's all him it might be the owner forcing his hand to trade up and get bryce young and has made his second chance at being a head coach even harder this was frank reich talking about what his focus is on this team right now as they look for another win our scorings down, we just got to figure out to play well enough to win football games. That's really what I'm concerned about is winning. Um, I'm not worried about how many yards or what the stats are. I'm concerned about playing winning football. And I don't want to get caught up in the stats. Um, I want to get caught up in winning. And, you know, we've had too many close games where if we play a little bit better on offense, we win. And so that's what I'm not going to focus on, how many yards or what the run-pass ratio is. Those are all fair questions and ask away. But, you know, for us right now, it's just making plays to win football games.
5: Yeah, I think you're right, Dustin. I think he's in a tough spot because I think Tepper, what's the show, all that he's based off of Bill's his billions? character? Yeah, Billions. Yeah. I think if you've ever seen Billions, I think Tepper is probably, uh, he's hands-on, right? And there are some... I guess, whispers that he was the one responsible for moving up to grab Bryce young, but wouldn't that kind of give the coaching out? It's like, dude, this is on you. Well, no, but the, I, I think the
6: problem with Frank Reich is the excusing in Indy was I didn't want all those veteran quarterbacks either, but the owner wanted them too. And, you can't keep making that same excuse over and over again. At some point, you got to have some results, I guess. It's a tough spot. His face, he just looks beaten down. When I watch him in that press conference, his voice sounds like someone who's going through it right now and we're watching it play out.
1: There's a couple factors here. You, you guys are correct. I think it was Tepper that wanted Bryce Young because based on what I saw to the reports out of Ohio State based on the workout that C.J. Stroud had, it was a slam dunk that I thought Carolina was going to take uh, with Frank Reich and company. They were going to take C.J. Stroud. But this is not unprecedented for Tepper he owns the MLS Charlotte Club they are looking now for their fourth coach in two what two plus seasons now Patrick they just fired their head coach yesterday or two days ago I mean this guy if things aren't going right he is short on firing people and unfortunately I don't think Frank Reich's going to get to see Bryce Young's progress in the future
5: to take that a step further, I believe Charlotte, in their inaugural season, maybe three years ago now, I believe after their first or second match, a.k.a. game, they fired their first head coach <laughs> in the history of the franchise. So Tepper, <laughs> Tepper can be quite impetuous, I guess would be the word. So Amal's correct about that. It, look, Reich you wonder what are you doing bro like you just you had an opportunity in india didn't work out is this what you want to do with your life because you those listening on the radio didn't see frank reich he looked like he wanted to be anywhere but yeah. talking to the media
1: oh it, it's unfortunate you know what look he's getting paid through 2026 from the colts at nine million per plus the job with carolina he'll be okay but i think dustin brought up a good point which is it becomes very difficult moving forward for him to see see a situation where he's given another opportunity if he's gone after this year well it just it
6: just sounds frustrating to believe that you're capable of being a coach, a head coach, because he's been an assistant. And he's had success there. He won a Super Bowl, right? Like he gets a lot of credit for that Eagle Super Bowl. But then to get your chance to do it, and you don't even really get to do it your way. You, when Jim Irsay is the owner in Indy, you don't really get to do things your way. Then you go to Carolina, and this guy's making deals, trading up for Bryce Young. When the trade happened, and Carolina traded up for that number one pick, we were on the air. And I remember the odds change on the number one pick. It went from C.J. Stroud to be the number one pick, plus 450, to him being the favorite, at like uh, maybe even money, plus uh, minus 120, something like that. It flipped completely. Everyone thought they were trading up to take cj stroud now they're stuck with bryce young it's just yeah, i kind of feel for frank Reich because he's never gotten to really do it his way from what i can tell
1: well i would have been i would have been outspoken about it. i would have said listen this was not my draft pick this was the owner Look, you're going to get fired either way. And at some point I might as well go down on your sword there. Real quick, just to look at top 10 teams that have had top 10 draft picks. I went through the history of the NFL draft. The team that had the most success was probably the 97 Seahawks where they had two picks in the top 10. Walter Jones was drafted and Sean Springs. Walter Jones wound up as a Hall of Famer. We've had three teams in the last 4 years do it or 5 years. Browns took uh, Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. Ward's turned into a Pro Bowl corner. The Browns, excuse me, the Jets wind up with the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Garland. Gardner and Garrett Wilson. That's a great start. The ones in Houston right now, they have an opportunity to be as good as anybody with CJ Stroud and Will Anderson. So the Hell bears yeah. aren't guaranteed success with potentially having two top 10 picks.
5: Good stuff. Well, the, I think the only problem with right kind of speaking out against David Tepper is I get the impression Tepper might have the Gambino crime family on your ass in two seconds. Like that guy does not mess around. I'm a little concerned. That is such for him. an accurate statement. <laughs> like, <laughs> just be careful, Frank. Careful. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get everything. The daily best bets, the VEASAN leaderboard. Again, so you can find out. We'll send you the plays every day, but you go to VEASAN.com slash picks, and you can see how everybody's doing. Check out the leaderboard, ROI, profit, everything. Again, betting splits, so everything we offer, including the guides, through May 1st for $120 right now. It's a great deal. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. subscribe got you back a football Friday here on Sharp Money. Hope you're having a nice week. Uh, A big weekend. We're going to talk to Barrett Salee from CBS Sports coming up. College Football Week 11, of course. College Football Conference Championship races. The chase for the college football playoff kind of coming into focus. We've got plenty to do, including Michigan, Happy Valley, Penn State, Ole Miss, Georgia, which we'll get to coming up in just a bit. Although some interesting games coming up tonight. North Texas and SMU and then Wyoming and UNLV. I want to discuss these. We've seen, and good job by Amal. For some reason, I thought Preston Stone had cleared concussion protocol, the SMU prolific quarterback for SMU this year. North Texas SMU, this number has jumped all the way up at DraftKings to 19 and a half and a total of 67. I'm going to focus, boys, for a second on that total of 67. SMU, that is, you know, that's a top 10 scoring offense in the country. They're averaging 40 points per. However, North Texas, pretty prolific themselves. They're averaging close to 37 points per. Charles Rogers have been great. 21 touchdown passes. They throw the ball a ton. Also an explosive run game for North Texas. North Texas, conversely, they can't defend. They can't do anything to stop anybody SMU just given up 16 points per so defensively they've been very good they've been winning by an average the Mustangs of 24.1 this year I focused on the total and specifically now Jennings would play if Stone is in planes been been getting the first uh, team reps in practice I was looking at that team total for SMU at 42 boys again 10th in the country in scoring they dropped 69 on total Tulsa two weeks back. Now, Tulsa is not a good defense, a smidge better than North Texas. But again, SMU, this offense with Lashley is prolific, Amal.
1: Uh, You mentioned it. It's not just the fact that they're able to score. They're able to score quickly. You mentioned that Tulsa game. Guys, let's be real here. They call off the dogs in that one. I mean, that game at halftime was 52 to 3. This team has been prolific. You mentioned it. The one hiccup came on the road at East Carolina earlier this year, but I love the way this team plays. They're outstanding. And then on the flip side, you mentioned it. Roger the quarterback there Macklin the wide receiver over 700 yards receiving but when you look at SMU it's not just one guy Bailey uh, Maryland if that name sounds familiar RJ Maryland he's the son of Russell Maryland he's from the Dallas area he's a tight end he's going to play on Sundays for them Hudson and Brinson have been outstanding this team is balanced it's not just a one-man attack no travel concerns here North Texas in Denton going to the hilltop about a 35-minute drive over this would be a competitive high-scoring game but Patrick I'm with you I think the ponies roll you see the number going up from 17 to 20. I expect Preston Stone to go. If he can't, Kevin Jennings has only thrown 20 passes on the year, but he's 16 for 20, uh, just under 200 yards passing so far this year, but been effective. This team will not skip a beat. Obviously, you'd rather have Stone in there, but I, I'm with you on this one. I'm looking at the total. I think it's going to be high scoring. North Texas gave up a million points to Memphis. They came back in that football game and then gave up a late score. This should be a fun high scoring game. Uh, pretty decent weather in Dallas. I like this game over 65.
5: North Texas is 19th in the country in throwing the football, and they're going to be throwing from behind the 66 right now, as Amal just said. Is something I'm looking at. If you want to take a look at a total and going over again, 42 on that team total for SMU, the Mustangs there, big guy.
6: Yeah, I think that total play makes a lot of sense. I would not lay the 20. Uh, while I do buy into the SMU offense, I love Rhett Lashley. I think if Miami, if they really wanted to win a couple of years ago, they would have fired Cristobal and they would have kept Rhett Lashley. But that's not how recruiting works, unfortunately. You need a little uh, cachet when you're recruiting and Somehow Mario Cristobal has it when he goes into the homes of these kids. But I do believe in this SMU offense. I think Lashley's doing a great job. They've put up a ton of points against a lot of bad teams recently. I'm not saying North Texas is good, but North Texas on its own has gone through a gauntlet. When you compare what these two teams have played the last few weeks, going at ECU, at Temple versus Tulsa, and at Rice for SMU, really, really bad teams. But again, put up big points, so that's why I like your play. For North Texas, they just went through... Tulane at Tulane and lost versus Memphis and then took on UTSA a week ago. Those are three very high-powered offenses. I think this game gets into the high 30s. I like your play. It makes a lot of sense. These are two offenses that are going to score.
5: Lashley was where prior to Miami? Was he at the Razorbacks? or? No, he was I wanted he's danced around yeah. a little bit for
6: some Why did I think I was going to say Texas but it's not it was no, a, it, he was at SMU. That's
1: why. He, oh, okay, he was the OC He was the not, OC. Yeah. I think Chad Morris was the head coach. Yeah.
5: yeah. Oh. <laughs> the legend. Chad flipped SMU to Arkansas. Morris.
1: Somewhere Didn't counting Chad his Ma- money.
5: Chad Morris, high school to Clemson, Clemson to SMU, SMU to Arkansas. Am I wrong? Oh, my
6: God. I forgot he was at Arkansas.
5: No, he was the worst head coach in Division I. He's He's the offensive analyst over at Clemson now. That's where he started because he was – Dabo brought him out of high school ranks.
1: Yeah, Stephen. He came out of Stephenville, then Lake Travis, and then Tulsa, Clemson, SMU for three years. He was with the Razorbacks for two, and about, he was at high school last year, two years ago. He was back in Allen High School. Wow, All
5: I, J- chat. This is this is when social media makes me laugh. Like, you'll just be watching a game, and then all of a sudden, even in 2023, if somebody's having a terrible performance offensively, Chad Morris will just show up and trending. (laughs) It's like, Chad Morris is coaching high school. (laughs) Why is he on my screen on a football Saturday? Almost like Dan Enos. Dan Enos has been popping up lately. Dan Dan Enos stole money
6: just from association to like Nick Saban for years. I, I don't understand it. Like, I, by the way, I love Arkansas this week. I know Auburn's been trending upwards, but they got rid of Dan Enos as their O.C., and they showed a lot of life against Florida offensively. I think K.J. Jefferson's going to run the ball more. Just speaking of Dan Enos, he's gone. Kenny Guyton's in. Arkansas's on the way up.
1: Yeah, the former Buckeye did a nice job last week. They were scoring. They were moving the ball well against Florida. I like that play you have there. Uh, by the way, Chad Moore's got a six-year $21 million deer from the Razorbacks. From the Razorbacks, excuse me, he's not going anywhere. He's just counting his money. They're sitting there for Clemson. By the way, he's doing a hell of a job with that Clemson offense.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two teams going bowling tonight, boys, yeah. there in Vegas. 6-3 and three, Wyoming, 7-2 and two, UNL. It, what a coach can do. Uh, and again, oh. it's not even like Odom was an overwhelming hire, but right. it, we knew it was a solid hire. It just comes in, kind of settles things down, hires two good assistants, and here you go. Pretty good game in the Mountain West tonight. I'll set up the number and let you guys run. Wyoming, UNLV. UNLV's laying three and a hook and total of 51.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, Jaden Maeve uh, for Ohio, uh, UNLV has been tremendous so far this year. This team has just been really, really good. Uh, Ricky White's had a phenomenal year. He's going to probably pass 1,000 yards tonight, 884 coming into this one. But I love the way this team has played. You mentioned it, Patrick. Barry Odom's been the difference. They have a loss against Michigan. I think it was week two. And then they lost the game at Fresno State. I know Dustin and you both saw the play at the end of the game, it should have been a tie game. Unfortunately, they dropped that pass. I would have tied it up in that one. Uh, but this has been a good, good football team. I'm on the Cowboys tonight. I like Peasley. I like this team in terms of what they've done. Craig Bowles' team's very good, Defensively, I don't think this would be as easy offensively for UNLV. I think the uh, the Cowboys are a more consistent team than other ones that they've faced so far, minus Fresno State. But now at three, Patrick, because when we talked about this in the mid, uh, small, m- medium, and uh, large dogs the other day, Wyoming was my play. And now that number's come down almost three points, this is an interesting spot here for the running Rebels at home at Allegiant tonight.
5: I think just before you jump in, big guy, I, I don't disagree with them all. I think that... D- if you just think about the styles here, Wyoming, kind of that smash mouth. The one thing UNLV can do is stop the run. They're not necessarily good against the pass. It's almost like strength v. weakness. Um, 49 and a half. I think that total has jumped up Dustin. I'll let you run with it. Yeah, we're at 51 now.
6: Yeah, I uh, so I bet this yesterday. I actually called them all for getting I bet it yesterday because I wanted to get the six. I was hoping maybe it would go up and I was like, you know, all, I didn't bet it last night and I'm annoyed, and then I looked at my account, I did bet it last night, I got six, it's now at three I might be playing for a middle here and come back the other way on UNLV, I think UNLV is going to win the game, but I think Bowl is such a good coach, he gets this team in good situations and I think Wyoming's coming off a really tough stretch of their schedule, loss at Air Force, who is awesome loss at Boise State, who's pretty solid and then they beat Colorado State UNLV's got the better offense they're at home, I think that UNLV will end up winning the game, Cover three feels about right covering six feels like a lot and also we do have some breaking news i would like to report please uh big 10 has given discipline to michigan for the scouting scandal jim harbaugh is not allowed on the sidelines until the conclusion of the regular season he will be allowed to coach the team during the week
5: ah what a sham if you're going to suspend them, don't let them prepare I, the team. I completely agree with you. That's weak. I think the Big that Ten... is such a cop-out.
1: Uh, they, they didn't want to be facing off against Bendini, Lambert, and Locker, whatever uh, law firm Michigan was going to employ to be able to take down the Big Ten. But what a joke. I mean, come on,
5: show some moxie if you're the commissioner here. Totally agree. So we'll come back and further discuss. But it appears the Big Ten has handed out punishment to Michigan off the sideline Harbaugh goes for the rest of the regular season though he can hang out until Saturday and coach the team or prepare don't like it we'll come back and discuss
0: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip
7: hi checking in for
0: or the perfect table
7: hey where are you coming
0: and when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so
3: glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with Amex.
2: Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's p-a-c-a-s-o dot
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From
2: hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK System sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer
1: for
4: details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the Sports betting Network.
5: Okay, more on the breaking news out of college football, but first, DraftKings bet five bucks get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly for new customers when you use that promo code SHARP S H A R P. A great deal from DraftKings. Also, every day, all betters get a no sweat same game parlay. But again, bet five dollars get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app and use that promo code SHARP. So a bit of a hedge from the Big Ten as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money, v the V-Sports Betting Network. Breaking news coming down. The college ranks, of course, it's four and a half right now. We saw a few fives yesterday with Michigan laying it at Penn State. Michigan's going to be there. Jim Harbaugh won't. The Big Ten is expected to discipline Michigan. For the in-person scouting and sign-stealing investigation, it's going to prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline for the rest of the regular season. Now, here comes the hedge. He'll be allowed to coach during the week. To me, if anything, this is a bonus for Michigan because it's motivation for a team. He is going to be able to... like The hedge is the Big Ten... Uh, they should never have allowed him to coach during the week. If they're going to do something, don't, don't come off of it. Go all the way. Um, all. I feel like this could actually motivate a Michigan team. Once you get the game plan in, the head coach isn't really doing much on the sideline.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. Think about it right now. It's 345 on the East Coast. Penn, uh, Michigan is probably already in state college getting ready for tomorrow's football game. And at this point in time, you're just kind of a walkthrough at the hotel. They'll be good to go. Bed check, early start tomorrow, noon kickoff at Happy Valley. I'm with you, Patrick. I don't think this is any impact they got Maryland next week and then of course the game against the Buckeyes at the end of the year but if the fact that you're allowing him to be there for those days it it should not be allowed in my estimation and this was just a way of trying to you know punish Jim Harbaugh but they kind of wanted to take the sting out of it I'm telling you right now if it was not Ohio State or not Michigan this would have been a much more severe penalty if this were Indiana Purdue that coach would have been given a show cause for five years and they would have said see you
5: later yeah I totally agree I think it's farcical Uh, I don't know if he'll obviously he's not going to be in the booth or anything like that. But I he'll probably knowing Jim Harbaugh, he'll probably have a headset on and be playing play like 14 year olds in Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Like he'll just be like, OK, now it's time for me to play video games well, until I can coach again. Uh, however, big guy uh, news as Harbaugh done for the rest of regular season, at least during game time. Yeah, uh what does a
6: head coach actually do on game day? Like really he's he's basically just suspended on game days here. I want to know what he He makes sure everyone's ready to go and run out the tunnel, gives a speech before they do that. He does the pregame interview or halftime interview. He makes maybe one or two really key fourth decision, fourth down decisions in the first half, maybe one or two in the second half, depending on going forward or field goal or punt, whatever. Like there's only a few decisions being made on actual game day for for a college football coach. His entire job as a coach is planning. It's all about the leadership and overseeing this machine that is Michigan football. Like all of his work is done after the game leading into the next game, suspending him for the actual game is useless because trust me he
5: makes he'll have say on those fourth down decisions i'm sorry to interrupt you but he'll have say big guy on those fourth down decisions it's called a burner phone my friend
6: (laughs) it's like uh when a a manager gets ejected in baseball they're down in the clubhouse yelling hey we're gonna pitch (laughs) it here (laughs) gonna have the fake nose on (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they're gonna have some kid next to harbaugh playing video games
1: with another kid at the stadium who's like hey fourth down we're gonna throw the ball here this is the plan no punter
5: out there yeah, like does Harbaugh even know he's been suspended? Like who gets to tell him that? And oh, he's God. just like, Wait, what? I need to coach this game. Uh beep, bop, I beep, don't. Boom. It's what was it? Four and it was five at a couple of shops. I was just looking to see if the number had been adjusted. Uh, it's four and a half everywhere. Amal, I know you're on Michigan this weekend. We're going to have Barrett Salee, CBS Sports, obviously tuned in with college football coming up in about 11 minutes. Uh, nothing ch- nothing changes as far as the betting approach here.
1: No, for me it does, and I still think the Wolverines are more complete football team. The one area, if you can look at a strength for Penn State, and this one is their defensive line. 32 sacks on the season. The Wolverines with just 22. Both teams have allowed 11 sacks, respectively. So that'll be kind of a key factor if you are Penn State here. But I think McCarthy these mobility and his accuracy have been the difference for the wolverines this year and then you can say whatever you want about michigan but one stat that has been glaring this year that's really impressive is the fact that they have not allowed any opponents in nine weeks a red zone opportunity guys they're faced they've faced off against seven out of nine opponents that are ranked 104th or worse in college football offensively so be a bit more of a challenge here but Aller, All, excuse me drew Aller. Katron Singleton, and uh, who's the other guy I'm drawing a blank on? Sing- uh, Allen and Singleton, yeah, sorry. Allen Singleton. They've got to step up. The receiving core for Penn State is not that good, Patrick. I think that's where the rubber will meet the road. Will Johnson should be able to blanket Lambert Smith. I, I like Michigan to roll in this game.
5: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I've been fade Penn State like again if you sat and watched it was interminable but if you sat watch Penn State at Champaign against Illinois they had every opportunity to absolutely blow a bad Illinois team off the field Michigan is a different beast this is in my years of watching Michigan this is right up there as far as just talent one to the end of the roster is far like. It's as talented as a team as they've had in a long time. And I don't think this hurts Michigan in any way, having Harbaugh. And to your point, big guy, what does he do? Unless it's like a Brian Kelly, somebody that is literally calling the plays and specifically huddling up with the offense after every set. I don't think this matters. No,
6: no, I'm on the first half under in this one. Uh, Look, I I think Michigan is super talented. They're obviously really physical, but... I think the offense quite hasn't been tested yet. They've only played the only team they played that ranks in the top forty for yards per play allowed is Rutgers. Like these defenses they played are pretty bad. They run the ball a lot. Uh, they actually have the second slowest pace in the country of running plays only behind Air Force. And then I think their defense is legit. Uh, second-best secondary in the country in terms of passing success rate and EPA passes allowed. They only allowed 3.1 yards per carry. Uh, Purdue's the only team to score over 10 for them in the game, and that came in garbage time. So I think their defense is legit. And I think for Penn State, they're not going to score much early. 70% of Drew Aller's pass attempts this season have come under 10 yards. They are not pushing the ball downfield. 129 in, in the country in passing explosiveness, 121 in rushing explosiveness, and the Penn State defense is legit. Number one in the nation in yards allowed per game at 58.8. They rank 12th against the pass. Now, they really haven't played anyone either, but I do think the defense is for real. I think both offenses come out and struggle. I think hardball being gone perhaps maybe leads to a little bit more of a slower start to the Michigan offense, I would hope. But I'm going under 21 and a half in the first half. This is going to be an old school Big Ten black and white TV gray sky. Defense Feels like rain control- coming. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's well, going to be super low. This
1: this reminds me of the 97 game between Penn State and Michigan, right? You go in, you had the two teams. I think they were ranked one and two at that point in time. And all you could talk about was how well they're going to play. Michigan went in there and just took care of business comfortably in that football game. But more importantly, guys, when you look at it, this Penn State team, They did nothing against Ohio State. I still think Ohio State's got as good of a defense as anybody in college football. But Harbaugh thinks that this team could have 16 to 18 guys drafted next year in the NFL draft. I think they're a loaded team. I think McCarthy's a better player than I gave him credit for coming into the season. Edwards and Corum have not been great or overwhelming this year. But for me, even though Penn State's defense has been elite, this is I don't know if you guys will agree with this. This is the most important game in James Franklin's tenure in State College. Oh, yeah. He's got to win this football game. If he does not win this game, guys, I I just don't think you're going to get the support moving forward. And when are you ever going to beat Ohio State or Michigan?
5: Well, and I I heard I heard somebody say, Dustin, that in the mall that, you know, Penn State would be buoyed after the win against Maryland. Didn't Maryland lose to Northwestern? Yeah. (laughs) Am I supposed to be impressed with an offensive showing against Mike Loxley? And here's another thing before you jump in. With all the distraction, I think you could argue that this punishment kind of settles the whole entire team yes. down is like now we know now we know we have a direction coach isn't going to be there let's go do this This is going to be a rallying cry for the team i think this is big for michigan it almost puts a little bit more pressure on penn state yes absolutely
6: because now you're looking across you and they don't yes. have their head coach we should absolutely take care of them uh to the point about mccarthy i think I, i'm with them all I thought he was worse than he is. Again, they still haven't played anybody. But here's the key. This could be a big game for his Heisman chances. I think he's still in the mix. Amal and I talked about this this morning. Penn State is going to limit the Michigan run. As I said before, they're number one in the nation, yards per game. They're allowing only 3.8 yards per play, number one in the country, 1.9 yards per carry. They're great at stopping the run. J.J. McCarthy is going to have key moments to make throws to win this game. If he does, he will jump up the Heisman board because he'll be as impressive as a win as anyone has.
1: By, by the way, though, if for some reason nope. Michigan were to lose this football game, you're going to hear from Ann Arbor and the entire state of Michigan, oh, if we had Harbaugh, we won the game. Look, I'm with Patrick. This should galvanize the team. It's perfect. You're going to miss them on game day. Big deal. You're not. Look, you're going to go to Jesse Minter, Steve Klinkscale, who's your uh, co-defensive coordinator. Sean Moore who's your offensive coordinator. They're going to be just fine. They are going to be just fine. I actually hope this line starts to drop a little bit more. I'll
5: take some more money on the Wolverines. I'm going to ride or die with the Wolves in this one. I am too. I'm firmly in the Penn State is wildly overrated because the offense is ridiculously, again, 240 passing yards against Maryland. And
3: that is what you're hanging
5: your hat on. If you're Drew Aller, no, Barrett's the lead next.